Second Bananas is recorded on unceded indigenous land belonging to the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Unceded means that this land was never surrendered, relinquished, or handed over in any way. We support the various strategies that indigenous peoples use to protect their land and their communities, and we commit to working with them in solidarity. We acknowledge that as people living and working on these lands, we are accountable to those who have cared for this land since time immemorial. It is our intention to continue learning how to honor this responsibility. I like slept on it when it was on, much like Star Trek D&D, but then I watched it all. There is a whole subreddit called Our Futurama Sleepers of people, it's, and it's like a, a 30, 300,000 subs uh, community of people who put Futurama on to, to fall asleep. asleep. And when Futurama went off Netflix, they yeah. were like free the yeah. fuck out. <laughs> I was sad when it went off because I, was, I wanted yeah. to join that community. We, I remember we hearing used about to do it. that all the time. We would just put it on and fall asleep to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. It's just like a show it's a good that one. like, it's like something that takes your mind off things, but it's just so like, if you turn like it com- down it's quiet, like comfy. it doesn't like, it doesn't like, there's not a lot of stuff where it like wakes you up when you're sleeping. Mm, right. Like that's, we like Star Trek, but like there's some episodes of star trek that are just people talking the whole time with that like yeah. shit noise in the background it's kind of just like that other droning episodes white of star trek, they're like true <laughs> well i find interesting because yeah. i've tried to fall asleep just star trek but it's i don't know if it's because i haven't seen the episodes that i'm trying to fall asleep to that it maybe it's a little too engaging yeah that, might that i couldn't fall too. asleep to it that could be a problem yeah. my favorite thing um, to fall asleep to is mystery science theater oh interesting because it's like just a bunch of like people watching a movie that it's almost, yeah, so it's almost just like the commentary track, so it's a very steady Well, and I wonder if it's like, not because, like, yeah, the actual noise of the yeah. movie is sort of, like, compressed. Yeah. So you hear it, but it's not as, like... It'll never, like, spike or well, anything. Well, and also the yeah. other thing about Star Trek is it has all the background noise, right? Like, they oh, can actually the hum of the shit. White yeah. noise. You can buy uh, that white noise machine. Dude, you can, it's literally... It's like an phone. Enterprise thing or something, isn't it? Oh, oh that's right. It's like yeah. a little, like, white noise machine that makes the sound of, like, the that's bridge. It's in the shape of an Enterprise. Yeah, I kind of want that. They have, like, 10-hour compilations of it on YouTube. Like, I put that yeah, I should put that on. That's a good idea. So, yeah, and there's each one is different. Like the next generation, the oh, the classic Star Trek one is like the pew, pew, the weird like yeah. noises, and then like next generation is more like a grind or like a like an engine. And each 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 ship has its own noise. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. That would be the, cool. The sound, they actually like sound designed and everything. Fuck, man! I could yeah. Star Trek design so cool. Definitely. I could fall asleep anyway all day. Well, speaking of Star Trek, um, that leads right into who we're talking about today. Yeah. So, welcome to Second Bananas. Uh, I'm your one of your hosts, Wes. With me, as always, are my co-hosts. We got. I'm Joe. And and I'm Craig. Yes. And yeah, this is our uh, podcast where uh, we use to. Um, Kind of talk about people throughout history who, living or dead, are, you know, maybe a little underappreciated. Or, or yet to be alive. Yeah, or yet to be alive, unborn. Cases. We'll talk about some unborn people, cool. maybe. Future yeah. future uh, subjects. The research on that is messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, yeah, we like to talk about uh, underappreciated and over... or uh, Overshadowed? Is that a word? Yeah. Un- under- overshadowed. Over- overshadowed? Yeah, that is a word. Overappreciated, undershadowed. Overappreciated, undershadowed people um can uh, you undershadow can you I, be I undershadowed so. is that like an understudy oh well i guess it would be the opposite of overshadowed 
Yeah, yeah. I think the default is undershadowed. That's where shadows. Right, go. right, 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 right. Good point. Yeah. If you're overshadowed, that means something's yeah. blocking yeah. your sun. Something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, and and we're trying to shine a light on their contributions. Be them. The contributions. Uh, yeah, whether they're favorable or we want or to talk about their contributions. Doesn't doesn't matter too much, but we always try to put them in the context of who they're being overshadowed by, i.e. the top banana. Um, and today we're gonna talk about Ada Lovelace. Ada Lovelace. Ada Lovelace. It's it's a lovely name. Rolls right off the tongue. I like Ada. I haven't I don't know it's a Yeah, I haven't heard a, that too it's often. An interesting name that you don't hear anymore. Nice and, and short. But it uh, is, that's not her, her full name is Augusta Ada Lovelace. Well, technically Ada King. We'll get into where she picks up the Lovelace later. Later. King. She married William King. Yeah, but what about her maiden name? Oh, sorry. Yeah. She was born Augusta Ada Byron. Yes. Because she came from a very interesting family. Very interesting. we'll get to. But first, I just want to get a little, uh, little preamble. Because uh, we're going to be talking about computers. Joe, computers. Craig, you guys use computers in your, your, your lives, your day-to-day work jobs. Yep. They're pretty great, right? Yeah. Even outside of my day-to-day work job, I use computers. Yeah. Right. Me too. Oh, I'm yeah. almost constantly on a computer. I mean, it's hard to think where we'd be without computers, right? Absolutely. Also very, yeah. very easy to take for granted. Mm-hmm. Many, if not all, of the functions that they serve in my life. Definitely. For one. Computers are fantastic. The most powerful are they tool. Though? Are they the most powerful tool humans have ever created? Mm. Arguably. <laughs> I mean, ever created? Interesting. I guess the. Powerful in what sense? There'd be nothing know, without electricity. They do yeah. so many yeah. things. But is electricity a tool? It absolutely is. Oh, yeah. I would say it could be used for good, could be used for not good. Could Just but like electricity. Computers. I guess yeah, it exists yeah. in nature. I guess it's but as much har- a, but harnessing as it? much a tool harnessing. as fire is. Is fire a tool? I don't know. Harnessing it. Is... Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. Using fire is like well, yeah. That's that's a that's an interesting. <laughs> it's like the whole cyborg thing. Like like technically, if you wear glasses, you're a cyborg. You're a cyborg. I yeah. am a like, cyborg. Yeah. Thank you, um, you gotta, Joe. You, you just gotta, brighten you gotta, my day. You got a, a, a filling. Technically, you're a cyborg. <laughs> I got a mouthful of cyborg. Fucking cheapest ass cyborg. Did not have dental coverage from 23 to 28. (laughs) That explains your superior chewing. Every time you chew, you get the six million dollar man sound. People are just like, can you stop that? I'm like, no, no, I can't. That would be great. Yes, well, computers. They certainly are fantastic. It's, uh, yeah. But the computers themselves... But where did they come from? That's my question. Yeah. Where well, do computers come from? Yeah, well, I just want to... Does the Stark bring them like humans? Maybe. At least early computers. Oh. But I just want to say, it's not the computers themselves that are really fantastic. Because when you take out that smartphone in your pocket, yes, on yeah. cue, right on. Think about that if it didn't have any software on it oh no where how good would your phone be without all those 
precious little apps. It would just that be a brick. Downloaded to it. it would just be like a brick, a flashlight, a weird a stupid, shaped flashlight. Stupid brick <laughs> that you could do anything with. It would be a pretty compelling uh, status symbol, though. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, even that's without its true. processing power, as long as it's got the Apple symbol applications, it's oh well, that, something. of course, absolutely. And that's what I want to talk about Ada Lovelace because she uh, Apple don't sue us. Less than making the hardware, which we'll attribute to Charles Babbage, who many consider to be the father of Charles computing. Charles Babbage, what a name. Charlie Babbage. Charlie Cabbage. Yeah. So if Charles Babbage is the father of computing, I'd like to posit Ada Lovelace as the mother. Because she writ, wrote, writ, however you want to say it. Right. <laughs> wrote it. Wrote it, uh, yeah. Ada yeah. Lovelace wrote it. Scripted. Wrote it the computer yeah, what many would consider Soft to be the keyword. first computer program. Whoa. Yeah, like, whoa. Like, a hundred years before many, what we would think is the first computer. But does President Trump think it was the first computer program? That's going to be the de- the definitive voice. <sighs> oh, uh, shit, sorry. We could, we could ask this. him. We can get on the way in. He's, he's probably not too busy right now. I don't yeah, know. let me just call him. He doesn't have too much going on, I don't think. I got think. him on speed dial ever he'll, since I donated to his campaign. <laughs> <Nice>. Giuliani... <laughs> does answer every text and pick up every phone call so maybe we could get to trump through giuliani that's uh-huh. i'll leave that in your hands okay that's that is a feat <laughs> i well it's, that's what rob ford was doing for a while and then he changed his number yeah wild yeah 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 anyway so ada lovelace i want to talk a bit about her family her heritage because she does come from quite a interesting um interesting yeah her parents are are pretty interesting uh starting with uh her father lord byron Um, good old lord byron but to get an idea of of that i just want to talk for a second about her grandfather um also lord byron but uh yeah obviously (laughs) the other other one so ada's yeah the other ada's grandfather she never knew him but he was a bit of a disgrace uh he went by the name mad jack Mad Jack Byron. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Jack. Lord uh, of the the Mad <laughs> Chambers. Yeah. yeah, and he he was a guy that he was kind of just a gold digger. He married twice for money, uh and, and blew it all. Both See, times. that's what Kanye didn't get is that men can be gold diggers too. What? Yeah, yeah of like, course. And I think that it was like a big thing back then. Uh oh yeah, gender bending. I'm starting to hear a lot more about just guys that are just after like uh some inheritance from from some, you know, a, a wealthy uh, lady's family. But uh, he was especially uh, seemed to be on this track because he married twice simply for money. Both times blew it all. Um, I'm sorry. This isn't this isn't in your outline. It's you know? not. I'm getting frustrated. I'm going way. <laughs> I've got pages and pages that you're not going to find in here. But it's fuck. You tricked me. I did. I did. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to bear with me. <laughs> uh but yeah, so he racked up lots of debt, so much so that uh, he wasn't even allowed to set foot on British soil when his son, Ada's father, was born. Oh, well, that explains it. Ada's father. Absentee father. Yeah. Just... Uh, his name was George Gordon. Um, George Gordon Byron. But yeah, so he never knew his dad either because if he were to set foot in British soil, I he would have been jailed my for father. his debts. Uh, Sorry, I should stop talking over oh, you. No, you can, really just feel, feel free to talk whatever you want. But um, uh, we can say it. The so apple did not fall far from the tree. Can you talk? Because are you, do you think Ada's father, very much so, also a delinquent and <laughs> liked to rack up debts and just basically hit on rich women what and try fuck, and get their Lord money. Byron? It's a family tradition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So at least, wait, at least for the males. Did Mad Jack compose uh, bomb ass poetry though? Mad Jack didn't like the grandfather. Mad yeah. Jack, he was a bit of a wild man. He, um, you might not expect that from a guy named Mad Jack. He was only a poet <laughs> with his dick. Yeah, he, yeah, he. I don't, know. I don't know what he did. I don't think he did poetry. Basically, all I knew, he liked to hit on women that were rich, and then he died. <laughs> Succinct. Yeah, but before he died, or no, maybe after he died. In any case, he left all of his debts to young George Byron. Oh, of his course. His son Jesus. ate his father. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a nice thing. It's a parting That's gift. Like exactly what you want to leave <laughs> your kids. Oh yeah, just a little parting oh, gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's not like there was a choice. It's oh, no. not like when someone dies. You it's get them. Like... You get those debts. <laughs> yeah. Something we'll all maybe have to look forward to. Well, I mean, he was kicked out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they didn't let him come back. So it was, didn't sound like he was in very yeah. good standing with the old. No, 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 it wasn't good. State. But anyway, that meant that uh, little George Byron uh, had to inherit all those debts. Little um, Georgie Byron. But he also inherited, inherited the family the estate, uh, Newstead Abbey, at the tender age of ten. So. You know, balances out a little. That's that's a good age to be in charge of property. Yeah, totally. Um, Ten years old, yeah. yeah. I don't think it helped him too much because he suffered a little bit of abuse um, growing up. Uh, From who? Was, uh, school dead. kids picked on him. Oh, okay. Uh, but then once he started growing up again, got to adolescence, he started just balling out, living a balling lifestyle. Hmm. Um, gambling, you know just lavish lifestyle going to gambling and fucking stuff. yeah fucking mostly that's what i spent it on wine and and women is, yeah. is what i hear uh so he racked up a debt of about um in today's dollars i think it would have been about half a million u.s dollars probably Oof. Oof. uh that was by the time he was 20 and half a million is 500 thou right correct okay yeah, yeah. so he leaned um, into 10 times what i make in a year <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he leaned uh, into the legacy of debt. Yeah, he, he was and just like, well, from his father. We'll see. Well, yes. I'm already in it, you see. Yeah. And I, uh, I was just thinking, what if I just, just get more? You know, <laughs> just, uh, just, just rack up that debt. Well, you, you have to imagine once you're so far into debt, sometimes you think the only way to get out of it is to gamble. Maybe. I got to double Maybe. down on this, and then I'm good. Maybe I'll double if down I again. Get enough debt, I'll come out the other side. And they'll owe me that money. That's how about that? Exactly. I think that's the mentality that? most of them had back then. It's like, I don't think it worked out though. It's like doing like a f- short free climb, and you get halfway through it, and you're like, "All right, I'm terrified and almost paralyzed with fear. Do I turn around and climb back down the terribly scary part that I've already come up, or keep on going and go yes, up the rest going. of the terribly yes. scary part that I haven't gone yet?" <laughs> that that's is, what I did. That's something I went I've also all experienced. The way up. <laughs> you see. <Yeah. laughs> So his mother, uh, this is Ada's grandmother. She was only getting about fourteen thousand dollars at the time. She came from a pretty wealthy, affluent family, which is why Mad Jack married her. But now that kind of inheritance. Oh, his mother. Yeah, sorry. This sorry. This is Mad Jack's wife, his mother. So Ada's, Ada's grandmother. grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So her inheritance was starting to dry up, and but she had cool. managed to squirrel a bit of it away. I hate it when my wife's inheritances dry right? up. That's why you need multiple wives. It's God. true. Yeah. Okay. Harem culture. <laughs> <laughs> that is the innovation. Ashley, are you listening right now? <laughs> Please don't divorce me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, $14,000 like in today's currency, that was like 
that was pretty good yeah. back then. But I mean, she as a woman, you don't really have many other means to make money when your husband's dead and like you're still kind of young. So, I mean, that might not have lasted her. Yeah, guys, for too long. So she was getting worried, um, but still she tried to help out Lord Georgie as best she could. Um, even though by this time, uh, George had also fled the country for his, uh, debt related concerns. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy. Like, yeah. Father, like, shine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sadly, That's definitely how the, the British peerage talked. Oh, that was sure. what British peerage accents were like at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like a bad, a bad Fraser cartoon character accent. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, yeah. Very Simpsons. My best. name is George. <laughs> Byron. Gordon Byron, <laughs> yes, I am British nobility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. You well, think, blow me down. You're gonna be playing the part I'm of Mad Jack. Poetry. I'm, uh, I'm getting syphilis. I'm doing all the nobility things. <laughs> Truly, no causes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sadly, it was around this time that uh, dear old. Mom, Ada's grandma, passed away. But uh, while George was abroad, he, you know, he wrote a poem. It was a bit of an epic poem, I think. It was titled Child Herald's Pilgrimage. And somehow that managed to get published in some capacity. And it kind of uh, started catching on. And, and people began taking note of him yeah, as a poet. Ape shit for poetry in the 1800s. Yeah, it was kind of like... So the 1800s uh, or the 1700s? This would have been the 1800s. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so poetry, that's like, a, you know, it'd be like the new, he's got a new SoundCloud that he's like dropping beats on yeah. or whatever. <laughs> we don't need to do that. Yeah. That's, we don't need to be that kind of podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just hate it when people are like, so like Artemis was like the T-Swift of ancient Greece. She kind of was, That was, I didn't, I didn't mean to get that. When you shame, think of how sorry. many hits she had. No, she was not. It was not the same fucking thing. Yeah, but... I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean same. to get fem shaming with that. That was inappropriate. I just don't like it when we when we have to feel like we have to compare everything to modern day shit. Okay? Totally, totally. Yeah, but so yeah, Georgie opens was... his new SoundCloud account and <laughs> he's getting all these like girls and they're inviting him to all sorts of parties and things are starting to look pretty good for him. Yeah, but he, they, he was only allowed to go if he recited the poem. That was the that was the real that might have been kicker. that might have been a stipulation, yeah. not sure. Anyway, so I go to these parties. Let's leave. I'll Lord. A nice bird. I say leave. a few pretty words, and then I'll get my dinky stinky. <laughs> oh That's what Lord Byron Stop. sounded like. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay, let's let's <laughs> it's leave. It's like we have a I've Lord Byron it's seniors. Like he, biographer it's like in the I'm studio here in with the room us and not been dead for 300 years right right it's exactly like that it's just like that uh yeah okay let's leave uh him there and um this is ada's grandmother we're talking about her parents were very affluent and they got her into a lot of academics they had gave her lots of tutors um and so she studied things like philosophy, languages, this literature, is Ada's mother. science. No, this is Ada's grandmother. And so she had all these things um, that were then instilled within, like, she instilled within her daughter, which is, yeah. Ada's, Ada's mother, mother. So who is was, Annabelle. Yeah. So she was very affluent, learned all of those things, 
Uh, same things that her mother did. And this helped like instill confidence in her. And she was a very kind of, uh, she was like a girl boss of the 19th. She was very, yeah, very much. So she, she was very outspoken, not afraid to talk to men and things like that. Sorry, but Joe, why do we have to compare everything to? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just figured if Wes was going to (laughs) do. Oh, okay. I get it. It's only if other people are doing it. I got it. Um, yes. So then Annabella, an affluent aristocrat, met Lord Byron at a dance one night. And from afar, she thought that Byron was like this kind of sensitive, misunderstood artist. Uh, well, he like, was. Totally. But he also had syphilis. Yeah. In his brain. And the closer, he had a lot more debt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She didn't look closer. She could smell the debt. Tough to see from afar, that yeah. debt. Yeah. But actually, I don't know. Maybe he had recovered some of the debt at this point because he had started telling poetry and probably just living off the people poetry that Poetry makes with. you a shitload of money. Back then. There's one thing did. history told us. <laughs> it did. Did uh, it? Did it, though? I don't know. According to this, yeah. So Byron, um, he also took a liking to Annabelle. Um, but it was really more so her inheritance money. So I met this broad Annabelle, money. right? And she was, a, she was a right nice bird. That's right. I liked her right away. But especially liked her deep pockets. Okay, she had a lot of money, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, she also spending. had a gentle soul. No, no, I don't think she did at all. But <laughs> well, you know, the money, the money for thing. me. Yeah, a no. man whose 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 father was named Lord Mad Jack Byron. Yeah, it's probably a good fit to me. Such if you song. don't hit me, I think you're pretty nice. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if there was any kind of special abuse, but they did hit it off. And Byron, like, yeah, he took a liking to her, and they started writing, and they started writing. They like, started writing to each other. Oh, I thought you were talking they started to each other. Poetry together. I was like, Fuck, maybe they did. She did. write his fucking poetry. I don't know. Correspond. They could have. Uh, but um, in her diary, Annabelle wrote that Lord Byron was quote a very good man, and it was her duty to reform him, uh, which is yes. what you always want. You always want to like just. Take your guy and be like, I can fix him. I can fix him. Totally. And so that's what Annabelle set out to do. But, but, that cousin, there was a cousin that Lord Pyron was also kind of courting. It was one of his own cousins, as one does in, you know, the 17 and 1800s. Look, it wasn't like it is today, all right? Your cousin (laughs) was more like a sexy brother. Exactly. Really. Yeah. It was like, Mm, yeah. Yeah. She's like related to me, but in a sexy way. Right. So Byron was also courting one of his cousins, that this, this cousin who's also rich. Um, but she ran off and married a duke. So. Well, that was coincidental. Yeah. The, the, the wealth. Yeah. So he took re- renewed interest in Annabelle. And in 1815, they got married. And. Oh, they got married. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, and Lord Adorable. Byron was really it stoked was about like that. just like Kanye and Kim. Exactly. But they got... Oh, no, I'm doing uh, it again. They, Byron was really stoked because that meant that he was going to get a $2 million in like today's money, $2 million US dollar uh, dowry for that, uh, for marrying Annabelle. And so he's really geared up about that. But Aaron's uh, parents... Look, 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 I just want to say, I mean, the dowry was great and all, but I was marrying for love. Exactly. Yeah. But no, not really. No. Well, she might have been. But uh, tough for Lord Byron. Um, Her parents, Annabella's parents, didn't take too kindly to him. (gasps) And they did whatever they could to delay the 
dowry for uh yeah for like one time one time they locked me in the cellar for for a week like, i mean luckily there was food down there and there was some wine but uh a bucket you know. of fish heads once a week mm, fish heads it was a delicacy back then turns out that's not where they kept the dowry no <laughs> no Right, they told me it was in there. They gave me, Won't gave be me a torch. For that one again. <laughs> told me to look. It was like a nice little surprise, and then click, click lock. Yeah. I'm down there for a week. They probably should have locked him in there because the marriage did not get off to a good start. <gasps> Lord Byron, grumpy, grumpy all the time. Always off visiting his half sister Augusta, for which Ada is named after. Aww. And Annabella would soon discover that they were having an affair. <gasps> What? It's quite incestuous. Half sister? It's very Game of Thrones. Oh. Actually, no, that's more full sister. God. Twin sister. It is it's still pretty Game of Thronesy. Yep. Yep. So no, that won't go no, over too well. I don't she seduced me, alright? <laughs> yeah. And so his half sister had three kids, and it was very highly speculated that the third one was actually Lord Byron's. Never proven. Never, Never proven. Never proven. Very highly suspected. Uh, but rather than forming a rivalry, Annabella actually became quite good friends with the half-sister. What? Yes. Yeah. As if. Um, and so, yeah. because... I think what Byron wanted to do... Sisters gotta stick together yeah, and do I it think for themselves. That's, that's how exactly, it goes? That's how yeah. the saying goes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Lord Byron, like, <laughs> has tried... put that on a t-shirt. Tried playing them off each other to try oh. and get them to, like, bicker. Byron. But Annabella like was like, I think knew what was happening, and I right, what? right, okay. It was more like they were crazy bitches, and I was just trying to make it all work. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that is what he set out to do, and whether or not Annabella just uh, kind of read that and leaned into and like, I'm just gonna be this person's friend. Don't know, but they became good friends, and it wasn't long after that. That creditors started knocking at the door, looking for old <gasps> Lord Byron's I feel, debts. I feel like now that I've been doing this character, I've locked myself into constantly referring to things that I do, and unfortunately, it's getting real tired real quick. So I, I don't really know. I don't really know how much of this is going to continue, but it's... hopefully, I die soon. Uh, you're right? not far off. You are quite right. <laughs> because at this point, he's about Excellent. 3 million US today's money in debt. It was um, more like 2.5 million. They round up a lot. Yeah, and they didn't even have the dowry, so... They, they didn't have, have the dowry. They still didn't have the dowry, so they're not going to be able to pay that really easily. Uh, so, at this point, Annabella had just had Ada. Ada's basically like one month old at this point, and she's like, you know what? This marriage is a sham because the like the debtors are knocking at the door and she's just like you know what I'm gonna take Ada going back to my parents <gasps> later Lord Byron um, yeah and that was great for me because then I, I could roam around the pad like a bachelor pad exactly I could pretend I wasn't in debt have sex that with some hard. more of my relatives you definitely could and you did um, <laughs> but um, too right this was he was kind of okay with this because. You see, Lord Byron, he very much oh, I was a libertine, a boy, see? And you wanted a boy. Oh. And Ada was not a boy. Ada was a girl. Yeah. 
Yeah, broads, <laughs> and, right? Birds, birds and, and broads, same thing. So Byron's quoted as referring to Ada as an instrument of torture. <laughs> <laughs> so understandably, oh yeah, you can't blame well, Annabella listen. for just taking her up and heading to her parents' house, never to see Lord Byron again. So Byron's out of the picture. Annabella, she had some pretty certain ideas about how she wanted to raise Ada. And that included trying to stamp out all the habits that her father had. So Yeah, like being really cool. Yeah, exactly. Being really cool. Oh, imagination. Wait, am I dead at this point? No, not yet. Oh, okay. All right. So like imagination, creativity, curiosity, those are all big no nos um in Annabella's world. Um <laughs> she also So living life is a really bad idea. Kinda, yeah. No. It's world. uh she she would yeah, she had a lot of strange habits that she imparted to to little Ada. Um, but so, some of those included giving her lots of tutors, um, because her mother herself had lots of tutors. Uh, she wanted to give her the same kind of like, uh, affluence and, you know, ability to carry herself and, and talk to be a lady. Yeah. She basically wanted her to be a very proper lady, but also, um, almost able to fend for herself because she went through, you know, having to, to deal with that when, uh, you know, she left. When I when when she kicked me out, yeah. and she couldn't take care of herself, yeah, she had to learn how to be an independent woman. So she's hoping to have that for Ada in the event that she couldn't find a husband, but more so, she wanted her to have those things I to help her wh- wh- find why a husband. Does, like after what her her mother went through and what she went through with marriages, I am. Genuinely surprised she still thought Ada should just get a husband. Well, this is the, you know, this is the mid-1800s. And, you know, if you can't bag a husband, what good are you? Yeah, what good are you (laughs) if you can't can't bag a husband? I also feel like in, um, like, certain social tiers or social circles, it was almost, like, um, superstitious that if you didn't do the, like... Right. This this much tutoring and this much like book textbook education and like learn the these types of musical instruments and these types of cultural activities and whatever, then like you might not be in God's favor or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. So there was like almost a superstition that came along with a class hmm. position or something, maybe. Right. Whether that's something that anyone would have admitted to. Yeah. It seems like, you know, like people kind of a cloistered existence without what vanity, imagination, creativity, and so on and so true. Yeah. <laughs> because these are the things that will lead you away from this, um, you know, this established uh, set of steps that will lead you to a, the same life that you've inherited or to more of the same. Yeah, you know, the same kind of status. And I mean, all just of on this. a practical level, like like you kind of have to set yourself apart from like the lower classes too, right? Right. You have to be. And fall back on these traditions, the yeah. things that have served you well up until this point and, and whatnot, which, you know, I don't know. Especially just... like, this is like the, the sort of um, it's, you know, really like the end of the end of the Renaissance and really getting into the enlightenment or whatever. So there's just a lot of value, like, like the, the, the sort of, I, I would almost call it like a fetish for like the sort of the classics and the, you know, that stuff was all there and it was sort of like oh, building for sure. that up in your head. So. And it holds a lot of weight. People put more weight into it than 
there actually is. Yeah. Not me, though. <laughs> or just like fucking me cousins. <laughs> of course. You'll, you'll uh, please tell me yeah. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> We're getting there. Yes, you are going to die soon. Um, yeah, so at this time, Ada's, uh, she's getting tutored in a lot of subjects. She's actually going through a lot of tutors as well because... Uh, her mother had this habit of firing the tutors anytime Ada got too close to them. Yeah, or right. she, felt... she was crazier than me. She, she was, was crazier than me. Yeah, she... Firing tutors, that's a very irrational behavior. I don't know if it was jealousy. Not, not like fucking she... uh, your relatives. That's yeah. fairly normal. Yeah, she didn't want Ada to have any... She didn't want her to get too close with anyone. She didn't have any friends, really. She basically just had her mom and tutors. Uh, didn't yeah, she like harsh. elope with a tutor at some point too? Oh yeah, yeah, we're getting there before they got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like the forbidden fruit. Yeah, she's basically just getting tutored all day. She's got no friends. She's just got school teachers that she hangs out with and mm-hmm. learns lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because her mom's just like this strict, humorless person. That, oh, Wes, yeah. you don't know. Maybe she had a fun side. Maybe she just couldn't show it to her daughter. You're right. She did have a fun side. It said that whenever Ada gave her any sass her mom would just lock her in a closet and <laughs> fun <laughs> extremely fun yeah. seven, yeah, yeah, seven yeah, hours yeah, in yeah, heaven for yeah, hours at a time it was like a game and, in those days yes, you know no. she locked me in the closet she when did. I fucked no, no, no. me cousins and so, she, I, grew, I liked it so that wasn't that was like her punishment her game was lying still for hours on end <laughs> as a form of self control that was the game early meditation yeah into it so so you're right she was pretty fun um i'm starting to see why ada turned out to be a (laughs) fucking nerd right (laughs) but yeah you're right she wasn't completely bad she did have a system of tickets uh she did did have a system of tickets yeah we're used to reward ada when she did well they were (laughs) like pavlov's dog (laughs) <laughs> they had no value. She couldn't do anything with them. They were basically just like gold stars. They were like Xbox points, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ada didn't really give a fuck about those. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. Really, all she wanted was friends her own age that she could play with. Uh, she would see the neighborhood ch- children having fun. And she really just wanted to have some friends. Um, but that was a no-no because Mother thought that they would probably be bad influences on her young mind. Not so teach, no friends. Yeah, not teach her stuff like the tutors. Exactly. That yeah. were her only social outlet. Exactly, whatsoever. exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, she spent what little free time she did have by herself building kind of like little mechanical lifts and uh, almost like kind of rudimentary like group. Goldberg machines with like marble tracks and things and contraptions. Cool. Yeah, like mouse trap. Nice. Uh, it's a zany action. Crazy Ada Lovelace, inventor of the the game mouse, mouse trap. <laughs> yes, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> still holds up. Yeah, uh, I mean it never did. It still doesn't work. Yeah, it's a. Mummy, like, mummy, I've invented this game. It's a game where you trap a, a rubber mouse. Like Ada, put that away. No. This is ridiculous. Locks it in a closet. Hundred years later, yeah. Milton Bradley opens the door, but inherits the the Byron estate. Opens the door. <laughs> What's this? Looks a little convoluted, but let's go with it. Yeah, just run the past. Look, I've got, got a, I've got a week to get a new board game to the investors, <laughs> and this is it. Uh, we should play it. I never did. I never had Mousetrap as a kid. I wish I did. My friend, my 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 uh, like the the kid across the street from me had it. And we would go over and we'd set it up and then we just 
like set it off over and over again. Yeah, like, that's we all never it ever ended up doing. Because it's fuckers like you. Every time my friend had a mousetrap, all the pieces are missing because and like the we, shit doesn't work. Because you, you overused it. it. No, I you didn't. did. Whoa, 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 whoa. You whoa. specifically. That mousetrap game <laughs> You're was kind, immaculate <laughs> when I stopped hanging out with that kid because he was weird. Okay. Oh, okay. I trust you. I it was all you. the other hangers on and lollygaggers. Mm, yeah. Uh, anyway. At this time, it's uh, it's kind of unclear how much Ada knew about her father. Um, there was a portrait of him hanging in their house, but Annabella always had it covered up by a, a green velvet curtain. Um, and Ada was strictly forbidden not to look <gasps> at it until she was 21. Wait, what was it covered by the green velvet curtain? Her portrait dad's. of her father. A portrait of her father. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you turn 21, you, can see, you can see the horrible monster that is your father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a nice reward. Um, but I bet she peaked probably like dozens of times before then, so she probably knew. As you do. Yeah. Got all her tickets taken away. Yeah, probably. Uh, Minus so what... 800 tickets for that one, <laughs> yeah. Ada. Worth it. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Totally worth it. <laughs> That'd be cool if she could cash them in for something, but... To no relieve her next husband's debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if the beginning of the episode is any indication, mm-hmm. I'm uh, sure that's what she used. To yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, when she was eight years old, uh, her father, who was still pretty famous, he died. He's dead now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he died of influenza while he was off fighting on some, I think it was like the Greek... Greeks were fighting for independence from the Ottoman Empire yes. at that point, and I think he went to give his aid. Um, Stand-up guy, obviously. Yeah, it's unclear. I mean, he, all the other stuff he did bad. It didn't seem like that was really his Fighting his for the Greek independence. So I think, yes, his, his civilized brain maybe <laughs> somehow took him there, and yeah. uh, this could be hearsay, but according to his valet, his last words were, My dear Ada, if only I could have seen her. But that's just his valet's account. Ada, <laughs> if only I could have seen it. <laughs> bravo, bravo, Joe. <laughs> but there is much debate about that. Oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> because other other reports of of people that were actually with him on the field say his final words were a string of curses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds, sounds about right. right. Yeah. yeah. So Annabella, she had basically been waiting for for Lord Byron to mm-hmm. kick the bucket for uh, however many years, eight years now, um, so that she could then take Ada back to Europe. Then they could go and have this grand tour of Europe. Um, so they did that. They spent a, a year touring Europe, and Ada was exposed to all sorts of different people and places and art and culture, um, which really opened her mind to, you know, kind of the possibilities that are out there in the world um and after that she went back to her boring life of studying with tutors and yeah boring countryside life so interesting because that is kind of in stark contrast to her upbringing up until then yeah totally very much so yeah we'll let you out of the mansion and let's go to the continent yeah (laughs) yes yeah so she must have loved that or or at least had so many experiences that uh she couldn't even put into words until then um so they came back and now that they were back her mother she continued enforcing all those strict policies um but ada after having been to europe and having those experiences her imagination was 
activated. Cool. She started to think a little differently. Like a sleeper agent. Yes, exactly. Yes. She knew how to kill. <laughs> um, well, you got to know how to kill if you're going to be a mathematician. Right. Uh, but this was around the time that she then started having, um, she became obsessed with basically flight. Uh, she started studying birds. Mother, I want to fly. Yeah, she would have dreams of flight, but these weren't, this, she didn't have dreams of like, you know, fairy or angel wings flying around. She dreamt of building like a flying contraption and flying around in it. All right, listen, lady, you're just copying Leonardo da Vinci. Thank you. A little bit. Yeah, he definitely had ideas of I wonder machines. if she was inspired by that. Maybe there was some yeah. exposure there, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, and it's not as I definitely, it been... I definitely would have thought yeah. that. Um, so yeah, she started studying like the motion of birds and you know intuiting flight mechanics, uh, making all sorts of designs with specifications of wing size and proportions of the body of the aircraft. Cool. Uh, yeah. Intense? She, she made a really detailed manual, like a, a book. I don't think it was ever published, but it was called Flyology. Um, but yeah, I think that would have been really cool if like <laughs> flyology. Yeah, if how she old had, is she? She is about ten. Oh, okay. No, okay. She, uh, I guess she would have been eleven or twelve. Well, at this still, time. Like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would have been cool if if she had kept going down that path and you know, you know, it be, had been the second banana to the right brothers. Yeah, she could have been because this was like of Charles Babbage. This could have been. This would have been. <clears throat> 50 years maybe before the Wright Brothers first flight because this is yeah it's weird it's honestly weird to think that like the romantics and the Wright Brothers existed in like the same a little bit yeah they just seem so like in different worlds in a way but like sure I'm pretty sure the first flight was very early 1900s like yeah it definitely was um yeah but that would have been dope I'm I'm here for steampunk Ada's flight machine steampunk Ada's flying machine yeah um yeah so she would always ask her mom to like buy her some flight books where she could study birds or not flight books like bird books where she could study wings and you know kind of improve improve on her designs um but her mom was like no here's a math book (laughs) and so yeah it's like shut up take this math book yeah uh but maybe not necessarily a bad thing because she got really into math oh okay um and it was also right around this time that she was uh stricken with a terrible illness which we think is probably either polio nerdiness yeah close math loving (laughs) almost (laughs) probably more likely measles or polio Yeah. So, Either one of those is not good. Not yeah, as no, not it, as fun was, as nerdy It was yeah. very bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh yeah, she so she went through a really dark time where she was bedridden probably for the better part of two years. Um and she was so weak she could barely even lift a pen. But that's not to say that she couldn't read, because she definitely could, and she taught herself German, Latin, and she also built herself a working planetarium out of a box. So okay, so she's not strong enough to lift a pen, she, but she can build a planetarium. I I think she probably I had a feeling she was using it to get out of doing her <laughs> she, homework. She probably was, um, but I'm, I'm sure she I'm had. Them. I'm sure she had they had some help from to like, yes, yes, the perennial from, Victorian yes, homework excuse. Yeah, exactly. Polio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go in today, Bobby. I have polio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what you said last night. You can go in. My bones oh, you hurt. You can die. <laughs> oh, you've died. All right. All right then. I guess you can stay. I guess I'll have five more children. Yeah. That lets you off the hook for the yeah. homework. 
Uh, so after being bedridden for the better part of two years, she's now about 15 and, mm. or I guess 16. And she's 15, 16. 16, around that. But uh, she's slowly recovering. Um, you know, she, she she graduates from using a cane, to, or sorry, a wheelchair to, to using crutches and then just a cane, which she I think she kind of uses for the rest of her life uh, here oh, wow. and there. Um but yeah, she's even managed Very to distinguished uh, of her. It is. I think even in some some like caricatures and stuff, they show her with a cane. So it makes me think that maybe she did keep on using right, it. Yeah. But um, in any case, during this that's, time, I she... mean, it, like if it was polio, that's uh, that's pretty lucky. Coming just know? out of it yeah. with yeah. just yeah. a cane. Yeah, we should say she did. Well, I mean, whatever nineteenth uh, century medicine was like back then. Uh, but she probably had some uh, good spoilers, doctors, too. It was not amazing. Not good. <laughs> they drilled into her skull I mean, and it wasn't got better. 15th century medicine, but it wasn't 20th century medicine <laughs> yeah. either, you know? Yeah, it's still pretty iffy. Uh, but yeah, she did even manage to get a few friends uh, over this time that she was oh, allowed sweet. to see or have visit her, I guess. Most of them... Most likely be the case. Most of them made of uh, clay. No, or I think they the were flesh. contraptions and bird wings that she made. I think they were flesh and bone. I think that and you're... maybe a little blood. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it would be funny if they were just imaginary. Yeah, but no. not. I think they were real. Am I being too mean this I like episode? to think they're real. Am I being too mean this episode? You I can be honest. You could turn it up a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ada, she managed to make a few friends while bedridden. I don't know how, but go on her. But at this time, there was actually... Three other people that became very prominent in her life, and those were her mother's three friends who had since taken up residence with them in an effort to keep Ada on track. And their names were no idea, but Mother's Ada called God them. God damn it, Wes! Ada, Ada called, called them the Three Furies. The Three Furies, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> aka we'll Minnie, Martha. Daisy, and what's the third? female disney character moana yes <laughs> mini disney and moana <laughs> disney and moana. yeah <laughs> a, fuck, did i say disney instead of daisy what am i okay she disney. called them the three furies i'm I, sorry I disneyland like, i like ada's style though you know she seems like a she seems like she's got a pretty sharp yeah. wit she is quite bright mm. um and we'll see just how clever she is because... You know in the movie that that's going to be like, oh, those are my mother's friends. I call them the Three Furies. <laughs> yeah, like, and it'll be delightful. Of, yeah. They do seem a little bit like they could be wicked stepsisters or whatever. Um, Did they have a system of tickets? Because I think Ada would lose her shit. They might have. <laughs> they very well might have because basically their job was to just keep her in line and on top of her studies and keep her prim and proper because she's going to be presented to court soon because you 16 it's almost time to get married oh yeah I yeah could, that sounds like a natural age. i could see ada's yeah. mother definitely imposing a ticket system on her friends in that situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep 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 but basically yes these are her mother's three spinster friends in charge of micromanaging you don't know they could be married they could be happily nope, married. they're not <laughs> so they're miserably married yep no they're not married <laughs> oh okay what uh, if they were secretly married Nope. To each other. No. Well, they Maybe. could be, I guess. You uh, don't know. They could have. That's risky. Anyone who's a confirmed bachelor or spinster back in those times, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so they're probably dead. Anyone who is is married back in those times, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, so they're uh, they're basically on Ada's case all day, making sure she completes her studies. But more importantly, there was a song. There was like a, a there was a song. Cinderella, Cinderella, or something like that. <laughs> Ada Rally, Ada Rally. <laughs> Where's the dishes? Don't I don't know. Those Do colors. your math homework. <laughs> don't don't make bird fly things. Invent <laughs> computer programs, etc., yeah. etc. Et uh, yeah. So they made sure she's on top of her studies, but more importantly, they wanted to make sure she had all the proper domestic know-how to attract a wealthy potential husband. So that's what's really important. They- they were <laughs> holding back from making like, a joke. Like, they were grooming they her. They were, oh. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. just see them grooming her. Uh, yeah. Sorry. But even with these three busybodies buzzing around her, Ada still manages to sneak off, <gasps> sneak in a little fling and with one of her tutors. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> one uh, of her tutors. Yeah. The first computer. She did, yeah. So she got her bang on with one of her tutors. Oh my god! Um, which was pretty risky because lady, young lady, about to be presented to court. You don't want to be scandalized like that. No, and that could a... really set you back. Or if you're Ada, do you? You do, because you just then you're want a to. fallen woman, and then you can't be married off. Well, think about how risky right. this is for the tutor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. never mind the. Oh yeah, that's what but... makes it sexy, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was probably very risky. Also, for... what was the age? It makes of the me tutor? think that we don't know. Oh, he was probably at least in his forties. Oh, but don't know. okay. No so idea. My, barf. I have no idea. My cringe was with a good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I actually don't have any idea how old the tutor was, but you can imagine significantly older. Um, I was going for like a two or three year ballpark. Yeah, you don't know. Can we yeah. just do that so it feels a little more wholesome? We, sure, yeah, then sure. we cool. can we'll just make it. Carrying yeah. yeah. Sorry, and then we can be like, oh, yeah, young love, <laughs> or at least young lust. That's young lust right. is also yes. adorable. Yeah. Of course. Um, but apparently Ada really liked that too because she oh no very nearly eloped before sort of being wrangled in by uh, her mother and her friends. Oh god. Um, and and yeah, which is all well and good because in the 1930s, someone of Ada's background and stature uh, could have easily bagged like a nobleman or a duke or something like that. So, or like, uh, yeah, a, a, like a, a a Batman. Yeah, even. yeah, exactly, <clears throat> like a Bruce Wayne style. So she was probably selling Big herself time. a yeah. little bit short. Plenty of those on the market. She was slumming a bit with yeah. his tutor. Unless that tutor was Batman. We hey, don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Batman. we don't know. Batman. We don't know. Get back to us. We don't know who Batman was in the 1800s. It could be anybody. Hey, get at oh, us, Batman. Hey, uh, but that's all well and good because when Ada turned 17, it was time for her to be presented at court <gasps> to the king and queen, which at the time was King William the <gasps> Fourth and Queen Adelaide. Queen Adelaide. Whoa. Yeah. Not to be confused with Queen Marmalade. Not to be confused with Ada. <laughs> right. Ada, Augusta, Ad- there's a lot of A's floating around this. this. Yeah. Um, so yes, court. We're Ada 17, and there are dozens of other hopeful women. This is England, right? Yeah. Okay. This would be... Angleland. Yeah, I'm guessing England, because <clears throat> yes. they were the UK king and queen. And so lots of other you know young women vying for the prince's um, adoration. <clears throat> Um, but you know, Ada wasn't necessarily. But then uh, Ada took off her glasses, oh, and know. the prince was like, <gasps> "Oh!" And she was like, "Fuck, man!" She pulled the whole like, 
What's her name? What's the actress from... Uh... Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, Rachel Lee Cook. Man, she's so disgusting with glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, glasses. <laughs> gross. One of my favorite things is like, anytime something looks like bad or gross, it's like, fuck. She was like, Rachel Lee Cook with glasses. <laughs> but yes, so Ada like pretty much shot to the head of the line ahead of all these other ladies because of her background and famous parents. Of course. But didn't matter to her because she was interested in talking to all the different, you know, scientists, mathematicians that were also at uh, this party. What you're saying is she was horny for science. Exactly. She yeah. was fucking horned up for science. And, which is all well and good, because another person that had to be <gasps> attending this was one Charles Babbage. Who was even hornier for science. Possibly. Possibly. Um, and that's our top banana right there. Uh, so leading up to this, Babbage we had been working on... the top on, banana, folks. Babbage had been working on uh, what he called the difference engine. I just think, now I'm thinking like like Charles Babbage, like the name just sounds so like... Cabbage. Cabbage, Babbage. He's just like a... Barls Cabbage. My name is Charles Babbage. Yeah. And I've created the difference engine. Yeah. Actually, Babbage was... Uh, he was kind of a... He's a big deal. He was kind of a... Yeah, but he was a nerd. Yeah, but he was like the cock of the walk. Like, everyone he, he wanted did, to hang out with Babbage. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm he was probably... For Babbage was probably uh, the centerpiece of this party. Because, um, yeah... He was pretty famous. He was rich, too. Lots of people wanted to talk to him. Um, and, yeah, he was working on this big project, which was his difference engine, which was basically a precursor to modern-day computers. Fascinating. But it was basically just, like, a giant mechanical calculator that could be used to automatically compute different mathematical numbers and tables and solve quadratic so how, equations. Would this and, have been, like... What the size of like a brick? Oh, so it had it was it was under construction, um, but yes, it probably would have been the size of this table and maybe almost reached the ceiling. Depending it on basically how, basically fill up like half this room that we're in right now. Okay, so like a For, car, yeah, like a car, yeah, yeah. essentially. Maybe not quite as big as or a car, whatever, a little bit like a, a truck or maybe like a, a smart car, maybe a smart car. Yeah. Okay, or like a like a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, yeah, we'll say something like that. Uh, so, um, yeah, Babbage was quite the tinkerer. Uh, yes, I was quite the tinkerer. <laughs> yeah, which definitely was not really cheap in uh, the 1800s, because uh, there weren't really factories that Go could make push. all kinds of tools that you would need, so Babbage had to make everything himself. Um, so, yeah, but that's fine, because he had inherited lots of money, and he was, he was quite the high roller. So, so we could pay a lot Ada's of people to do stuff carrying on himself. her father's work. But in a different way. A little bit. No, no. no, no so no. cynical. So Ada Come probably on. was, Ada might have been more well off than Babbage if you count her inheritance, but I'm not too sure. Oh, right. Because once Byron was dead, they, her, like, uh, Annabelle's parents were probably just like, yeah, make maybe. it rain. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're probably at least more willing to be a little mm. bit more spending or giving with their money. Uh, but yeah, Babbage, he's a great tinkerer. He's a rich guy. Um, plus also, he had received all kinds also, of great money. Also, very pretty eyes. I never got to see his eyes. Does he have pretty eyes? I don't know. I just made that up. I can see them in a black and white picture. You could get lost. I can't them. really tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was also getting all kinds of grant money uh, from different academic institutions. I hate that when rich people get grant in his money. machine. Like what? Why does a rich like come on? Backwards. You don't want to spend your own. Damn <laughs> you don't want to spend your own money. Oh wait, yeah, you'll see. We'll get into that. But uh, so yeah. 
Babbage actually had the funds to build all the contraptions he dreamed up, and that was an aspect that probably Ada was really into because she was still probably into the flying machine and stuff around then, and to see like, ooh, I could. But also use these to build my flying machine. Into math. Definitely into math. Okay. Definitely very heavily into math. Um, but yeah, Babbage was the cock of the walk. Everyone liked him. He was this jovial, rich, smart guy. Um, hang out with all the coolest people. Got invited to all the coolest parties. So, oh, so he wasn't a nerd. I mean, he was... He was like a sex nerd. Yeah. So, like a nerd. Sex nerd! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wes. You scamp. Yeah. So, yeah, Ada was originally, yeah, quite taken by Babbage. And he was actually quite, uh, like, receptive of her. He would answer her questions and they had discussions about things she was interested like math and different theories and so they kind of hit it systems their parents used when they were children (laughs) that might have been a topic of conversation when when my mother used the silver tickets oh well when my mother used the lavender tickets (laughs) that might have been yeah i don't know i just like the name charles babbage just picture i picture an old man I can't well, help it. Like, he's clearly not an old man. Well, yeah. I mean, we could... So, right now, Ada's 17. Babbage would have been uh, 42. Oh! <laughs> but he was he was a oh, widower. Well, still. And... Okay, so he wasn't, like... In Babbage's was, defense... He was, like, like a John Hamm yeah. type. In Babbage's defense, like, he... Uh, he also, I think, had nine children or something at this point, but I don't know. Oh, so he liked to fuck. <laughs> yeah. But he, like, never... There's never any reference of him, you Like, know. you know, when someone has, like, even back in those days before, like, birth control, they had four or five children. It's like, okay, you're doing your duty. But if someone had nine children, they like to get down. They're doing, they're doing the Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work <laughs> with your penis. Yeah. And I know, I think, like, Babbage might have been interested in Ada, but there was no reference of him ever, you know, formally trying to, you know, start a relationship. They just like to share ideas and, and talk and things like that. And so, yeah, Ada kept a kind of an open dialogue with him. They would write each other and meet each other on occasion. Um, and Babbage's difference engine was expected to, like, make a big splash, in, especially in the field of nav- navigation, because uh, it just had the ability to crunch these, like, huge numbers, which could be right, used yeah. to, you know, make very accurate maps um, and things like that. So Chart it, courses it was, and yeah, all sorts so of applications. It was yeah. a great interest to like military <laughs> and naval personnel. They, they, did the only downside was it didn't draw the dragons and, and the sea monsters. Right. That was the problem. They had this. They had yeah. to fill those. You got yeah. You do. You yeah. have to. You have to chart that shit to yeah. know where it is. So, <laughs> so Babbage's difference engine becomes you know pretty important. A lot of people are invested in this. He's working hard on it, and but sadly only. Uh, even after 10 years of development, it's only about 20% complete at this point. Um, and so the grant money for the project's like drying up. And so Babbage has got like a bunch of people working under him that are building this right, machine right, right. and employees. Uh, and without this like grant money, he's not really willing to pay them out of his own pocket, even mm-hmm. though he's, you know, got substantial um, funds of his own. Uh, and so his workers rebel, and to ensure that they weren't replaced by scabs, they took all the plans and tools and, and shit with them when they Cool. <laughs> I like those workers. Solidarity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, Take that, Babbage, you <laughs> fucking <laughs> robber baron. So, Suck yeah. on cabbage, Babbage. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, so so his difference engines are kind of in limbo right now. Oh, um, Babbage. But that may all be well and good, because it's right around this time that he 
has an even better idea for <gasps> a better machine that he calls the analytical engine. And he gets this idea after seeing a <laughs> after portrait. seeing a kink.com video. <laughs> kink.com. What? What's that? <laughs> can you, it's, can you explain a, it to it's me? It's a site. It's a site for Is it analytical engines. You should check it out. Oh, sweet. Does it have integers? <laughs> Some of those machines have... <laughs> Buddy, those integers are enormous. Sick. I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's thinking about this new machine that he terms the analytical engine, which he gets the idea for after seeing a portrait of... Uh, it's... Oh, what's his name? I forget his name. Jacques, Jacques, something Jacques. It's a French name. Jean Baptiste yeah, Falcon. That's the guy. Thank you. I just read the paper. Thank you. I don't have it here, but you have it. You keep yeah. me. You, You've got you so me much solid. paper. Yeah. Um, Wes so, is like drowning in paper, guys. I, it's a lot. But he's got uh, this portrait that he made um, because he built a machine that you could put on a loom that then you could feed a series of like perforated cards and then it would tell what threads oh, to use on each loom the cards. yes yeah. and so you can see Damn. how this system of cards uh eventually led to the holocaust <laughs> exactly a direct load <laughs> <laughs> why you always gotta bring up the holocaust joe <laughs> uh yeah um I if mean, it wasn't if for I, charles babbage there wouldn't have been the holocaust yep. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's his fault and so so he's working on his new idea for the analytical engine. Um, and during this time, Ada has been, you know, studying the difference engine. Um, and she's getting beginning to really understand kind of like how it works and the underlying processes that, uh, you know, make it do the things that it does. Um, and she's starting more, more so than that. She's like really starting to envision how a machine like this um could be used so this is all in england right like this is all happening in england yeah this is all in the uk okay uh well yeah oh, the yeah UK. yeah or mr uh, it's, it's in different parts of europe. it's the like, uk babbage babbage jumps around a bit and he like goes to like italy and places like that um yeah uh so yeah Ada's like enchanted with this machine at this point and she wants to get more access to it but her mom Again. Not Origin cool of kink.com. Yeah, she needs to get with that machine. <laughs> uh, her mom's not she needs too to on board with it. She needs to the machine love her somehow. Yeah, that would be great. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, I, I've imagined it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wait, how old is she at this point? She's probably about... Yeah. Oh, 19 I shouldn't have imagined ish. it. Oh, fuck. What's that site again? <laughs> when you first mentioned it, I thought you said cake.com, and I was like, whoa, that that's sounds like an interesting fetish. I was like, what is cake.com? Like, um, is this like a pie in the face kind of thing, but no. with cakes? Or like, but incorporating it into. It's the... not in the face, Craig. <laughs> Why not? But that's my thing. I like okay. cake. <laughs> it's Craig's thing to get it in the face. You heard it here first. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Where were we? Yeah, the machine. Uh, the machine, the analytical engine. Ada she wants, wants more to get closer machine. to the machine. Yeah. But more of that machine. Her mother doesn't really no, want no, her. No, that she's like, that's yeah. not a husband. Yeah, exactly. you need to find a husband, exactly. not a machine. That seems like exactly. an express an expression of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So she's got to find a way to get access to Babbage and this machine. 
because Babbage wasn't really giving up the goods either. He initially didn't really think that Ada was really serious about it because, like, I mean, what because women like would have been serious about it at that time. And yeah. she was only, like, yes, 18 or 19. And he also but he her. hadn't seen that she invented Mousetrap. Come That's on. True. That's true. <laughs> he also They also met each other at arguably one of the more vapid social occasions on the calendar. Yeah. I mean, where people I don't know what goes strut on their daughters yeah. in front of... Mm-hmm. the royals to see yeah. which one they'll marry yeah but i mean they did strike Ooh. up good conversations there so i think he was at least willing to hear her out but um she had well, to employ first he was some probably tactics. like oh that's so cute that's probably this, i think exactly this little the child idea. is like that's what i pretending think. to be mathematical yeah, yeah. i think he like, probably right. had like maybe a bit of a condescending attitude or... well this little child this little female child yeah particularly, exactly probably yeah yeah um so Ada, or like also like if her if the mother had a reputation for being educated and stuff too yeah you know, sure. yeah she did actually because she like they both they both talked to babbage like, and did babbage know about the ticket system that's my question <laughs> he's like i can improve on that yeah i can imagine I this, on this that machine dispenses <laughs> tickets yeah. and the mother's like now <laughs> you're talking do tell <laughs> Yeah, so in in order to get access to Babbage and his machine, Ada uh, had to employ some manipulative tactics. And so she wrote Babbage a letter in which she sort of just kind of like puffed up his sails a bit and was like, oh, do you know of any good math tutors? <laughs> and like, oh, excuse me, yeah. I'm a math tutor. <laughs> yeah. So kind of I'm just... played by Hugh Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just melted into a befuddled <laughs> stupor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, Babbage, yeah, he, he was kind enough to provide Ada uh, with uh, a tutor. Um, and also starts thinking that, okay, maybe she's a little more serious than he initially thought. Um, so refers her to uh, a tutor by the name of Augustus de Morgan. And, Augustus de Morgan. Yeah. And I don't know why he's Scottish, but. Scottish. He could be Scottish. I don't know. Doesn't sound Scottish, but totally we not. can say he's Scottish. <laughs> but so Ada gets this new tutor that Babbage recommends, and she's like so voracious in her studies that she induces a panic within him. And so <laughs> this new tutor That's writes... what they're calling it these days. <laughs> yeah. This new tutor writes a letter to her husband, William King, in which he says, uh, this is a quote. She's trying to push the boundaries of mathematics. Surely for a woman, this is ill-advised. These difficulties of thought are far beyond a woman's strength. Surely you'd have her stop her studies. <laughs> it interferes Whoa. with the menses, yeah. you see. She, she broke the tutor. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Clearly, her mind was too much for this tutor. That's um, a whole other section of cake.com, by the way. Yeah. Um, Mind Dom. (laughs) Ada Lovelace, the first Fin Dom. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Actually, technically, her mother would be the first Fin Dom. And then she's the first Mind Dom. Mind Dom. Mind Doms. Mind Dom Ada Lovelace. Uh, Yeah, but to her husband's credit, William, he kind of got these letters and he was just like, whatever, you may continue your studies, wife. 
He was like, listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want her mad at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she can sit still for four hours. It is fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty aloof. He didn't seem to mind too much uh, the things that Ada was interested in. And so didn't have a problem with He's like, with I don't care as long as I have my 19-year-old child bride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Sign it. That's, yeah, that's pretty much Pretty much what people thought. How old was he, by the way? He was in his 30s, I think. 30, early 30s, I want to say. So younger than me. At this point, maybe. Early, Not awful. Early to mid 30s. Yeah, yeah. That's very common for the time, though. Uh, so, yes. Ada continues her tutelage, um, and her husband is not intimidated by her intellect, which is good for her. Uh, because right about now, Babbage is off in Italy giving talks about his new analytical engine. Talks about his new analytical engine. Yeah, and it's just dope fire. He's just like spitting fire, like his SoundCloud's blowing up at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the audience is... His uh, SoundCloud, which was the cloud of sound that the analytical engine made when it was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sputtering to life. So he's in Italy giving talks, promoting his analytical engine, or like talking about theories about it. And in the and in the audience is an engineer by the name of Luigi Federico Manabrea. Hey, so, Luigi like my Federico Manabrea. Like, I held my hand like this, so it's I, they can't see that. Very very Mediterranean <laughs> yeah. gesture yeah. from okay. us right okay. now yeah. for, for yeah. everyone. Um, and he liked the talk so much that he was inspired to write a paper about the engine. So he he writes this paper. Um, and it's in French. So one of the... Wait, he's Italian, but he writes the paper in yeah, French. Yeah, and it was published in a Swiss um, oh. journal. So, so your guess is going to be what's going on with Christ. that. Christ. Um, like, I'm not get too carried away. These are all neighboring or adjacent countries. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, maybe he, he might have written it in Italian, but then it was then translated into French at one point. Because uh, it was translated into a number of languages. So that was probably and, the case. Uh, I like that you... Did some foreshadowing there when you mentioned that Ada learned to speak multiple languages when she mm -hmm. was a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that's where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Because one of those French translations of that paper gets into the hands of Ada. Um, and she speaks French and she's like, oh, this is an interesting article. I think I'll translate this into English. And thus begins a montage of epic proportions. Yeah, so she does that and... I think this is when Babbage really started to pay close attention to her because this demonstrated that she really actually did understand like how his machine works and the underlying principles. Um, and it wasn't just like this passing fancy that, that she was kind of, uh, you know, showing. Um, and he, she was really interested in his work. And so based on that translation, um, he asks her to like take notes for him, do some annotating um, for his memoir, which kind of like explains the difference, the difference engine and the analytical engine and, and things like that. So he urged he her. He just basically turned her into his yeah. intern. Yeah. Yes. Very <laughs> much so. my memoir But that's me. exactly what Ada wanted and exactly what she was pushing she for. She wanted more access. So, yeah. Uh, so her, her. I mean, she worked. was rich so she can afford to be an intern. Yeah. So she did. And the interesting thing to note here is that her notes, when she went and started annotating like and, and putting notes into Babbage's memoir. She started making it better. She did. And <laughs> not only that, like she expanded on it so much. So I think the from the source material, she like wrote three times what was included in the source material. 
and she liked to leave like little notes and asides when she was writing and you could see from these notes that she was really starting to see the bigger picture and seeing what mathematics could do because uh in the notes are she would again she's a beautiful minding it she's got the like the math flying around her yeah yeah very much so because she's starting to to say things like like operations like actions being performed on like the input numbers they could be separated from the numbers themselves she's beginning to believe yeah and then those numbers could be replaced by anything like so she's kind of saying like you could use these as variables like letters yeah these could represent quotation marks or Uh, or colors sandwiches sandwiches anything anything like like, yeah like chocolate bars yes so she's seeing laffy taffy yeah she's seeing the matrix through the machine now and um, so dope and so yeah. this really comes to a head as like she has this epiphany, you know, numbers can be used to express anything um, depending on the value you give them. And, you know, that's very evident. Well, they can be used to express anything except love. Even love. Even love, man. Uh, yeah. Seven, zero, uh, <laughs> Chevron. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I didn't... I'm louder. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I made up that last That Blown is the expression for love. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Go. And yes. Uh, and so one of these notes uh, with, within Babbage's memoir, uh, which was published, uh, is like a famous note. It was called Note G because she lettered them all. I believe G was probably the last one that she did. Um, and in it, that's where she describes the algorithm she came up to, to deal with or solve equations that involved Bernoulli numbers. Bernoulli numbers are just like a, they're like a series of numbers that reoccur in certain patterns or something like that. Um, so yeah, she, she came up with an algorithm to solve that. And that algorithm when it was published is uh, regarded now as the first computer program. So she, she came up with a, like a way to do it on the machine essentially. Right. Yeah. To, okay. pro, to well, program the machine to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and yeah. So was this punch cards at this point? Is that what's being used here? So this, so this is all theoretical because the analytical engine never got built. Oh, so right, yeah. So this was the idea. Yes. It would use those punch cards and that's how it would run. So um, it never got, built. never got built. So Charles Babbage is like a fucking Don Quixote asshole. Kind of like, Although all of his theories and stuff, yeah, they eventually still were formed the foundations yeah. of like computing. But yes, um, and that's why they hang a picture of Charles Babbage in every office at, in Google in Silicon Valley. Do they actually? No. Oh, okay. That would be fun. <laughs> I would believe you. Um, yeah. It's probably like fucking Ayn Rand or some bullshit like that. I would hope that it would be at least like Alan Turing or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Turing does have a bit of a connection to um, Ada Lovelace in that he kind of thought that um, he believed that machines or computers could eventually get to the point where, like, there's a general AI and you could have, like, essentially a thinking computer that came up with, like, its own original inputs and things like that, whereas Ada did not think that. And he references her when he comes up with his Turing test. He's like, this is contrary to Ada Lovelace's, you know, claim that... Wow. Computers cannot be intelligent. One of her key hypotheses. Not to bring it back to Neuromancer in like every episode, but that's actually the Turing test is like a a, a reference to Neuromancer. There's, mm-hmm. like, there's actually the Turing police. Yeah. Who police AI. Yeah. So, that's very cool. And actually, love, Neuromancer is my favorite novel. So it's. I'll bring I, it up. I really like it too. It's very. I need to read it again because it's a hard read. Actually. It's not a. It's a. It's a. It's a. Um, 
it's a dense read. Yeah. It's uh Yeah. But um yeah, the, I think a a computer actually passed the Turing test for the first time a few years ago. It had stipulations like the so the person that was testing the computer like the the layperson or whatever, the computer told it that it was a German exchange student and English wasn't its first language and then all the questions that the person asked it are text-based and it gets like an answer back. Right. And the person could not tell that it was a computer based on that. Interesting. <laughs> Which is very interesting. So yes, we have passed the Turing test, albeit in a somewhat asterisk capacity. Yeah, but a Turing test is more about like, it's not really about like if... A computer is, it's like if a computer can appear self-aware which no actually it doesn't have to do with self-awareness oh really yeah. it just has to do if it can fool yeah the actual like, yeah. the alan turing test was like if you can if you can have Interact a computer interacting with a human and a real person interacting with a human and the human that it's interacting with can't tell the difference which one is a human and which one is not right then yeah. it passes the test yeah so it doesn't the computer doesn't have to be like self-aware it just has yeah. to be capable of like like faking something which again yeah. like ooh, sophisticated like, mimicry yeah, exactly. in place of yeah. actual sophistication yeah, yeah. yeah we're still we're still probably a ways off from general ai but we're getting really good at the sophisticated talking about, ai like, I shoot ais in video games all the time <laughs> specific ais <laughs> they're really good at getting shot at <laughs> drone fire That's just like human beings i mean <laughs> that got dark ooh. Ooh, ooh. yeah yeah it's yeah. okay so... yeah she's got her algorithm this is her claim to fame she she wrote that it's published um in 1843 she writes the first computer program the second computer program being zork zork great game yeah great game. super great game um but yeah in addition to writing that first algorithm she also showed in her notes how algorithms can be used and looped and rearranged to perform different functions, which if you know anything about computers is like very akin to like computer jargon and is a technique that's still employed by programmers today. So the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, the algo. I like calling it the algo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me sound sophisticated. Yeah. 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 Um, very good. <laughs> I think that's what they, that's, that's what I'm looking you for. Sound Thank like, you. You're, are you a hacker? I'm a, I'm a very good hacker who knows how to hack the algo. You're hacker. I'm, get, I'm getting that vibe. I, I, Ever yeah, since you started referring to it as algo, I was like, whoa. Well, I knew this, this guy. guy's on the next level. I'm out of my league. I, yeah. I, I bet Ada Lovelace referred to it as the algo. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Can you get me out of the matrix? Those algos. You can <laughs> remix and loop the algos. <laughs> um, yes, so... There's a bit of a controversy and conjecture swirling around, like, who should actually get the credit for that program? Because, like, people say that she was essentially just taking Babbage's work and, like, note-taking on it. But she right, she was right, explaining it in, in such fine detail and in ways for people to understand that Babbage never did. And Babbage also credited her Babbage as the author like... in all of these <laughs> So you, you must assume that she is giving her credit for these being her, her own original ideas. Well, it's like we talked about this in several other episodes already, is how, like, like nobody really invents a thing by themselves. Like, this, it's just not possible, um, really. Like, you, you take, you're, build, you're always building on top of what everyone else has discovered before you. Well, then even so, the, I think even the least humble of the great figures of history or whatever, um, not all of them, but some of them, would still admit that they only accomplished what they did because 
of the work that was done yeah before them and that they were able to like you know the the whole like shoulders of giants exactly yeah Yeah. and i think that's what a lot of people did and i think that's what alan turing was doing when he went back and referenced ada he was kind of trying to show like the lineage of you know where computing began and kind of like where i'm taking it from and where we're heading for sure and instead of like dissing her actually just like this is what this is where her approach or her like thinking about this Uh brought her to and this is what i'm taking yeah forward to yeah which is actually fucking sweet yeah, and I'm glad I like Alan Turing is totally is great, fucking dead, bro. Ada Lovelace, yeah. fucking rad. <laughs> she's, 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 a, rad. she's a rad, rad broad. Yeah. What do you, what do you, like surfer dudes call chicks? Chicks. She's like a rad chick. She like invented yeah. a computer lady. program. <laughs> she's a rad lady, dude. dude. Yeah, <laughs> totally. What's the voice count on this episode? For you? Like three and a half? Because like I did a really shitty Charles Babbage at first and I changed it a bit. (laughs) Lord Byron took up a lot. Uh, Let's, yeah, let's talk more about Ada so I can stop. I'm sure a lot of people are just like, God, shut the fuck up. No. No. Um, Yeah, so she she gets that algorithm. It's published. Um, You don't really hear much about it after that uh, because work on the analytical engine pretty much stops what uh yeah uh they charles babbage realized he could attach a dildo to it and make a lot of money that just way make his, yeah <laughs> like see i said kink.com <laughs> charles babbage founder it of works. kink.com the different sex <laughs> engine. <laughs> the different sex engine have sex with something yeah. different <laughs> It's just a series. And Ada was the one that realized you could program it. Like he just went the one speed, like a man. And Ada was the one that realized you could program it to go different speeds, for different stages. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Different stages. (laughs) Not the climax stage now. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So her and Babbage, they remain mostly friends uh, throughout her life. Uh, they had some minor squabbles over publishing and how to potentially keep the analytical engine pro- project uh, going. He was like, after funding no, no, up. it's just like a jackhammer. And she's like, no, you don't. You don't get it, dude. Like, it's got to be some finesse. You have nine kids. How? Like, what did your what was your wife doing? Like, come on, man. <laughs> she was dying. <laughs> right. She was, she was, she was literally dying. Oh, dear. Charles. Uh, yeah, and speaking of dying, it was uh, not long after that that Ada got really sick. Um, oh man! Started getting really bad stomach pains, uh, which she called gastritis. Um, but doctors today would probably say that this was um, uterine or ovarian cancer or oh. both. Um, yeah, so she's in lots of pain. Doctors prescribe her laudanum which uh the classic laudanum yeah, yeah. is basically just opium. A, a very overprescribed like drug opium. of the time which yes is is an opiate it foams though so you know it's good yeah <laughs> does it oh i've never seen laudanum. i don't know maybe i was just trying to sounds tasty it's like it's like laudanum but fizzy yeah okay cool uh so yeah <laughs> laudanum she, she's on the laudanum and that makes her really sleepy um so to counteract the effects of that she sleepy thought... ada lovelace that should be like you know how there's like sad keanu reeves like there should be like Sleepy Ada Lovelace meme, like a picture of her being like, Ugh. I feel like that's oh, what all no, of our pictures, no. all oh, our really? pictures look like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she thought she needed a stim- stimulant to counteract the laudanum, um, and in her mind, that was brandy. 
<laughs> True. I don't think alcohol is like a super stimulant, but no, sure. Just brandy is like a stimulant. No. Brandy. They gave brandy with any, they gave like a spoon of brandy to go with everything back then, but she took it by the gallon, I think. So she's drinking lots of brandy. I'll take it by the gallon. Yeah. She like I'm yeah I'm just not like a doctor. Drinking. She's like on one hand she's got like the laudanum. She's like injecting it between her toes and then she just turns and picks up one of those big jugs with like the xxx on it (laughs) it's pure mashed liquor uh so yeah she's just throwing back cups of brandy uh and so that's probably not gonna help like honestly though see like okay that's this is like a classic nerd thing is like you get to like 23 and all of a sudden you like learn how to party and then you're just like bowled over by these substances yeah, that like, you're not <laughs> initiated to yeah. uh yeah i think that's that's probably not exactly what happened to her because she started well she also had like out. fucking cancer so i'm sure like yeah <laughs> although she did not know she had cancer <laughs> yeah but she was probably in a lot of pain she was in the pain she was yeah. reaching for some self-medication yeah, like, and she had I, led a pretty intense life secluded sure, yeah. upbringing yeah yeah certainly um so she's on the brandy is her mom dead by this point um she's actually not no her mom survives her oh wow yeah that sucks yeah uh so yeah she's she's all drunk on Ada, brandy and i will laudanum. give you a thousand tickets if you just stop <laughs> taking laudanum yeah. like, man, don't understand man on. <laughs> i'm fucking dying she might still here. be alive today uh. <laughs> uh yeah um so in any case yes this confluence of like sickness and prescribed medicines begins to or begins to have a pretty pronounced effect on her behavior and um though it also could have been her underlying mental state um because she might have been trending towards depression around this time as well in any case she's not in a very good spot um she's still working though but her mathematical facilities are now being uh, put to somewhat less constructive things. Uh, she comes up with formulas that she thinks can help her predict uh, the winner of horse races. Um, could they, though? They could not. No! She loses a ton of money. Uh, but she keeps on trying. And, uh, like, no, no, yeah. listen, listen, yeah. listen, just like, she, hold she, on, no, come back. Okay, listen. This one is gonna fucking work, okay? <laughs> More or less, she even like establishes a gambling consortium, I think, with some people, uh, awesome. and, and just keeps losing more and more money as her health She's deteriorates. Like a shitty mob boss. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Byron's reach. It's a lock for the next one. It's him. a lock. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much. What so she doing. did like embrace her dad's ways. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can't, uh, There's nothing her mother could do. Her mother's just like demons. throwing tickets at her, like, "Come on, yeah. come back to me!" <laughs> like, no, I'm taking these horse racing tickets now. This is <laughs> my life. And they may be losing tickets, but I love them. I love watching you. <laughs> these are. <laughs> it's like if only I hadn't thought of the ticket system. Of course, horse racing tickets. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's she's way in debt. She's probably about three hundred thousand uh, dollars today's u.s currency in debt um and in order to hide this debt she starts you know pawning off her family jewels which all those tickets that's when you know things are bad prizes and busters uh and throughout that time that her husband starts catching on and finally puts a stop to the madness and and pays off her debts i think her dad no, her husband. husband. Her husband. Okay. William. Yes. Uh, her but dad aged husband. Like, yeah. Listen, honey. 
tickets aren't going to get you out of this situation. Yeah. But but William, no, no, no. Listen, just stop with the tickets. Yeah, you know, no, it was bad. Uh, mm. But yep, yeah, so that stopped. But her health continues to slide. And then her grooming takes a hit. So she's not looking too good. But that doesn't really stop her from flirting with all the married men that come her way and i think she has a few affairs at this point and uh yes she's really out there she's almost like a part introvert part extrovert because she's like so she, she, she defies so all the like, buzzfeed yeah. quizzes like she makes no it's like, like she's so she's so isolated a lot of the times and and she's sick a lot of the times and bedridden but then she'll she'll have these fits where she just needs to like go out there and like be amongst the people and like so it's a very seemed like a very uh, bipolar situation that she was going through um but i uh, mean yeah. if you were dying <laughs> you'd probably want to get your fuck on like well, you'd want to just i was I, even you're when you're 19 when you get married yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh you're yeah. 19 when you get married you know like at this point like if if she's got like at some point she must have realized like I, i'm not going to recover from this you know like there's no way there's no way it was like just um like, cause at some point there's signs of that that are like, this is fucked. Yeah. Manifesting. <laughs> like, like even very if she doesn't clear. know what it is, she knows that something is happening that yeah. cannot be stopped. And she's just like, well. And it's not getting better. I'm it's going getting worse. to enjoy the last few years. Yeah. Right. And then if you have a good week or something, then you're like, I'm you're like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Go right. You're like, I'm something. not, I'm not doubled over in pain. I'm not like. Like, my brain doesn't hurt. I'm going to go out and get my fuck on. Well, then yeah. she's had um, spells during her <laughs> life up to that stage where she's been kind of, where the world has been opened up to her. Yeah, right? exactly. Where she's interacted with Babbage, where she's gone on a tour of Europe with her mom. Well, where yeah. she's kind of consorted with, you know, high society and whatever. And it does sound like she stuff. was able to sort of, like, with the, her manipulating Babbage, like, she wasn't a total like she she could at least she had some kind of charm to her right that she could oh for sure it, it seems like it was very reciprocal like, it was like mm-hmm. a win-win thing she just had mm-hmm. to be like i am not just you know a silly young lady yeah who is pretending to be interested in well she's in her like reason like 20s I or 30s actually, at this point right like, yeah she'd be like in her 30s now anymore. yeah so yeah she's seen enough to know what she's missing out on yeah for exactly. sure mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could very well be the case um, because, yes, her pain just did get worse and worse until eventually um, it was determined that I think she was diagnosed with with cancer. And she passed away on November 27th, 1852. And she was 37. My dad was born in 1952. Damn. Yeah, 100 years after she died. Right. Right on, right on. So, yeah, her legacy basically fell into obscurity until... The 1940s and 50s. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Because it's what gets what gets a computer programmer when you ain't got no computers. Yeah. Because the analytical engine never got built. They were like, "Look, this thing's the size of a Ford Fiesta." And, yeah. Uh, we don't have context yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What has it done for me lately? <laughs> we're gonna marvel over this uh, this combustion engine for a little while here. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, she, it wasn't until the 40s and 50s, 1940s and 50s, that um, her name started popping up again, and... So, yeah, that, that must be an interesting, like, the rediscovery of that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it'd go, like, lots of, uh, like, historians uh, started digging up Babbage's, you, you know, um, difference engine, and the difference engine actually did get built, I think it was in 1991, they built a full-scale model of it, um, I forgot what museum it's in. 
somewhere in the UK. Um, and then they ran it. They run. They ran Ada's algorithm on it. Worked like a charm. So yeah, program checks out. Skills are good. But uh, another tribute that um, that was tied to Ada is uh, in the 1970s, the U.S. Defense Department developed um, kind of this overarching computer language that they used to help run all of their systems. I think they still use it today. Thanks, um, Al Gore. Yeah. And that was Al Gore, right? No. I don't know, but it was in the 70s. Um, and they named that Ada after Ada Lovelace, of course. And yeah, that system is still used for things like air traffic control. And I think some banking systems and satellite systems still use it. Lots of biographies have been written about her. Um, some of them include Ada, the enchantress of numbers, Ada's algorithm, how Lord's Lord Byron's daughter, Ada Lovelace launched the digital age. Um, a really good one is a, uh, graphic novel, I believe, oh, uh, nice. called The Thrilling Adventures of Lovelace and Babbage, the mostly true story of the first computer, That's funny. which I wanted to find, but I wasn't able to. Um, it is funny how many of that. our subjects have like graphic novels for them, like Dave Arnold. Well, that was more Gary Gygax, but still like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite though, um, which I didn't know, I feel like I should have known this, but um, in 2009, a technologist named Sue Charman Anderson uh, made the second Tuesday in October officially Ada Lovelace Day. Oh, that's when we should have. But we call it, this yeah, episode. we call it, I think, I think we just call it like women in STEM. Because I think that's that's just what they refer to now as, but I think originally it was it was called Ada Lovelace Day, or it still is, but uh, yeah. it's basically a day to celebrate women in STEM. So that's science, done. technology, engineering, and math. That's it. Yes. Isn't Thank there? You, isn't it STEAM now? STEAM. Oh, is it? What's the A? Algebra. Uh, or, in, uh, or... Analytics, maybe, or something like that. Analytics would know. make sense. Let's call with that. I like STEAM better. Someone, if if we're wrong, correct us. Yeah. Please, about anything. <laughs> Except my voices. My voices are perfect and unimpeachable. And they are correct. Yes, they are very correct. Um, Mostly because they're done. Yeah. No, just oh, <laughs> no. Sorry, okay, that was well, harsh. Um, oh, yeah, no. so Ada Lovelace. That's Ada Lovelace, uh, yeah. Scientist, nerd. Scientist, nerd. Fuck machine. Fuck machine. <laughs> fuck machine constructor. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, She's good. She seems pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a. It's really interesting because, like, it's not in some ways, especially like it's what you expect from the you know the the person who created the first computer program. But in some ways, it really wasn't too. So that was really interesting. Yeah, because I always did. I didn't know she was like involved with Babbage at all. I almost thought that Babbage was earlier, and then like she she picked it up. Yeah. 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 I didn't know they were contemporaries. Uh, it's pretty cool until actually, I first started reading up on them. And how she's like, "All right, I need to be involved with this person." Yeah, yeah. in like a intellectual well, capacity, and like to... even just despite the fact that she was sort of like this like sheltered child who had all these issues, and like her father was like a piece of shit who died when she was eight. Like she still <laughs> like really went after, and I guess like maybe like. I mean, it's like weird and sort of like fucked up as her mother treated her. Like she clearly at least instilled sort of a sense of like going out and getting like, like oh, yeah. goal oriented and like, and like being like, yeah, I want to do this. And like, right. and then like sort of even like to a certain extent, like clearly being okay with her doing that once she knew she was sort of like not going to go crazy from poetry or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, and that's interesting too, because another thing that I didn't note in this is that she, she wasn't, um, she wasn't even humble about her like discoveries after she kind of wrote that al- algorithm and had gotten to annotating a lot of Babbage's work and proving to herself and to others that she, she knew a lot about this and the direction it could take people. There's like letters that she wrote to people where she's just basically like as braggadocious as like you could be <laughs> about fucking, it. She's yeah, just like, awesome. this that's mind badass. of mine is superior. Right. <laughs> it was like that. That's amazing. And yeah, which was, I think very, yeah, not, not usual for, for women of the time. I think that, maybe, but... that really jumped out at me actually as a theme, maybe uh, from, you know, what everything that you've explained was she lived largely in a highly structured environment. Yeah. Uh, math, you know, mm-hmm. early pre-computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, this was Victorian bourgeoisie or like higher class, like day-to-day existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All very structured. And she pushed on all of it in yeah. her way. With the three furies, with the affairs with the tutors, with the, you know, kind of angling towards this Charles Babbage and yeah. like manipulating, but also mm-hmm. complementing and like adding something, elevating what, yeah. what his work was by kind of breaking the norms around it. And then um, in terms of just the idea of what a computer could do mm-hmm. and how it could be used. And then to hear that Alan, someone like Alan Turing is like harkening back to like this like, person Ada, and a girl, rule, mm-hmm. you know, a boundary that this uh, kind of vanguardian of her time was unwilling to break mm-hmm. is exactly the rule that I think we should break with this, right? you know, yeah. to kind of like follow on. I think it's really cool homage to her and yeah. like what she seemed to be mm-hmm. all about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying definitely. is if, if, um, if Ada Lovelace is Iggy Azalea. That's right. <laughs> Alan yes. Turing is Bod Bobby. Bod Bobby. Right. You know what? No. No, no. Look these, it up. These, Look seem, it up. these seem like really rich references, <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look them all Highly up. Highly accurate. And I think my life will be in, enhanced for the experience. Yeah. Google of, it. Yeah. Google it. For sure. Enjoy it. Enhance. <laughs> and research our future Second Bananas episode based yeah, on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm going to do it. I have to do it now. <laughs> do it. No, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, Wes. That was a great episode. Really thanks. cool. Um, thanks for providing Anything all the else voice you want to say about Ada or about um, even Charles Babbage or anything mm-hmm. before we go? Um, yeah, she was really, she's a really cool lady. Yeah. Sweet. I think uh, kudos on the badass science ladies. Yeah. So far, Wes. Yeah, you got that. You got that. Yeah, I'll keep holding Sewn that down. Up. I got a few more. I got a few more cool. in the pocket. I'm ready to bring out. So, nice. um, yeah, what's our next episode going to be? Uh, the next episode is going to be Gabriel Dumont. Ooh. Gabriel Dumont. Second Banana 2. The one, the only, the godfather, grandfather, father of, of Manitoba. <laughs> of Manitoba. Louis Riel. Almost. Oh, Manitoba. Nice. Soul. Yeah, okay. Louis Riel. Okay. Okay. That's actually a graphic novel I haven't read either. It's the Chester, what's his name? It's, uh, Louis Riel, which is supposed to be really good. That's I could imagine that being pretty cool. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, looking forward to that. As am I. 
we'll, yeah. Uh, like so thanks for that. listening to Second Bananas. Uh, Thank you. As always, you can email us secondbananaspod at gmail.com with your uh, comments, questions, uh, critiques, croutons. Tasteful non-nudes. Recommendations. Tasteful non-nudes. Um, uh, and absolutely disgusting, <laughs> trashy nudes. Especially. <laughs> um and uh yeah where can people find us uh they can find me i'm at stop joe now on twitter and instagram if they want to hear some bad jokes about anime and uh i don't know what weeb else. <laughs> sometimes yeah find me in real life yeah craig craig's As too always. cool for social media <laughs> uh you can find me uh on twitter and instagram at west walcott as always, send all your nudes for Craig directly to me, please. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank Ciao. You. Bye. <laughs>Are you a new DM? Are you an experienced DM? Doesn't matter. Listen to DMs of Vancouver for great DMing advice.